Welcome to the Todd DeVos Show, exploring the best ideas and lessons for leaders. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, depending on where you are at in this fine world. And today we're going to talk about making a difference and what does it mean to make a difference in your profession? And we have people, you know, like we talked about this, you know, before and Wall Street Journal even put a whole article out uh, back in 2020 talking about the non-essential worker and what does that mean? And it really kind of gave a lot of people time to reflect and be perplexed a little bit on what does it mean to be a worker? You hear these things, ideas of quiet quitting, if you will, um, the great resignation, all these things. And it seems to be, it's like this individualistic thing. You're, you're kind of going, oh, how's it impacting me, right? I'm going to push back a little bit today and we're going to bring in uh, Josh Clifford here, uh, Clifford's who talk, who's done something different, but I'm going to push back a little bit here. What are you doing to make a difference in your profession or what are you doing a difference to make a difference in this world? And Josh Clifford has done this. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Todd. Super uh, excited to be here today. So, you know, I I know I'm prefacing this conversation we're going to have. We'll we'll get into deeper into really what you're doing. But it really is the idea of, of making the difference in the world. And, you know, before we started, we're talking the green room and you really um, had a decision making point in your life where you said I could be selfish, if you will. Right. And go do this great adventure um, or you made a decision not to be. So let's talk about that decision making point that you're at. You're on a worldwide tr- trip and then something changed. What was that? Yeah, so uh, for my 30th birthday, I was on a trip around the world, and I was about a quarter of the way through with that trip. I was in Rome for a few minutes, and I met a couple of brothers who were refugees from Nigeria, and their story was so sad, I canceled my trip around the world and made a nonprofit organization to help refugees in Europe. And after we helped thousands of people, we kept hearing, regardless of the country they're from, the same story over and over again. I'm, I'm leaving my country because we don't have water or food. A few of them said medicine. And so we created a new type of business model. And here we are today. That's that's amazing. And, and as, a, as a young guy doing that, that's even, uh, it's, it's, it's really telling of, of your attitude towards life. You know, I, I watched a movie the other day, just a kind of called Swimmers. It's on Netflix. If you guys have not seen it, have the opportunity to do so. It's a true story about two sisters who escaped the Syrian uh, civil war. um, And one of them ended up swimming in the Olympics. And and I think she got a gold, uh, if I remember correctly, you know, and it is, it is people from all over the world are suffering um, in in various different ways. And water is definitely one of the big ones. And there, the reason why I bring this up is, is during the movie swimmers, there was a part where they were dying to drink water. And they finally found like this water source. They were drinking it, and then the the they they just opposed this by as they're walking through the town, and one of the one of the storekeepers is washing their floor off with a hose. You know, and these people just came from the ocean and starving for water. Um, why did water become your your? Oh well, let's let's introduce it. Actually, let's go back a little bit. So so Josh Josh is a company. It's called Free Water, right? Um, I found them, I don't know, some ad or something. I don't know realistically how I came across you guys, but the concept really blew my mind. Instead of buying a dollar, $2 or $3 or gosh, I was at a, at a sporting event where I paid $5 for a bottle of water. You know, 
Um, Josh's idea is to give water away for free, but paid for it with the advertisement on the bottles. And that's what's kind of a cool concept. How did water become such an important issue for you? Well, it was the, the main thing I kept hearing from all these refugees, regardless whether they were from Africa, Asia, wherever they were from, that we didn't have water. And in the United States, water has the highest markup of any product. If you spend $1 on even the, the crappiest bottle of water, you spent 2,000 times the price the manufacturer paid for it. So that would be the equivalent of spending $2 million on an iPhone. You would never, who, who could afford $2 million on an iPhone? But every time you spend a buck on a water, you did the equivalent markup. But a lot, like you said, a lot of bottles are $2, $3, $4.00. The, the powers to be only want that price to go up and we're, we're making it free for everybody. And, and so not only are you making it free though, right? Because, you know, the other day I was watching a congressional hearing where they're talking about plastics and in the United States, even though we're doing a better job than the, the rest of the world, realistically on, on keeping plastics out of the ocean, we still have an issue, right? Like, I think the, if you take a look at the world's pollution, um, the United States is presenting like less than 1% of, of the plastics into the ocean, but it's still less, it's still 1% more than we should be putting into the ocean. You went with a recyclable bottle that can be not just recycled, but also reused, correct? Yeah, well, uh, today we offer uh, free water. It's free spring water and paper cartons and aluminum bottles. We didn't want to make water free and do it in a plastic bottle. Only 9% of plastic is recycled, regardless if it's a bottle or whatever it is. And that number is only going down. And so we, we didn't, we wanted to do things differently and people appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I like that as well. And, you know, who, who doesn't, uh, you know, want to help out with, with that side of the, the equation yeah, plastics are. I, I, you're talking about that whole plastic uh, ocean out, or an ocean uh, landmass, if you will, out in the middle of the ocean that's bigger than the size of Texas, where you where you're out of, and that kind of uh, you know lets you know like how much trash is actually floating around in the ocean. And so, not only are you helping with water, but you're also helping reduce that uh, uh, that impact on the environment as well. I appreciate that. Um, so, you know, when you're when you're making a decision to do something different, like you, you know, you sit back. Um, and this is one of the things I challenged. I challenged my, you know, people who I mentor, I'm a, I'm a college professor as well. And my students to really make a difference, not to sit back and say, Hey, what can, it's, it's, I sound like a JFK right now, you know, not, not, you know, don't, what can your company do for you? What can you do for your company? But I, I really think that like, if not what your profession can do for you, right. But what do you do to make a difference in the world? What do you do to make a difference in your profession? You know, and I think that's critical. And and you making that decision to make a difference uh, and creating a company uh, for for free water and and using advertising to pay for it instead of uh, somebody's dollar. Um, you know, how do you talk to others into your organization or other organizations into making a difference into the world, into the community, and into their profession? I guess it depends who you're talking to because. Um different, you know, like a potential advertiser or a partner or an investor, they all have different things. You have to go at it differently, right? Um, and and just because we didn't mention on the show, free water is just the first product of our future free supermarkets here in the USA. We're launching free beer and free tampons out of the state of Texas next. And each of those will also donate to a different charitable causes. 
And so uh, it's, just, it's, it's not water. We'll, we call this an Amazon 2.0. Um, Jeff Bezos used books to start Amazon. And once he had the books go into your house, then they added the CD-ROM and the clothing. And 25 years later, here's the Amazon we know today. And so our first product's free water. Um, we have a big why here. Um, 50 million people die every year around the world because they don't have water, food, or medicine. 50 million. But here in the U.S., we're also the biggest food wasters in the world. 30% of all groceries go straight from the supermarket shelf and into the trash because it's too expensive. And so free supermarkets across the U.S. cuts USA food waste by 30%, which is a massive amount. When, when you have a why like that to, to end global famine and to help the environment and local communities, it's, it's really easy to, or it's much easier to, to find advertisers, to find teammates, to find investors. And it's also how we were able to amass more than 800,000 social media followers in a little over a year. Wow, that's amazing. Um, when you're looking at this, and, and I, want, I want to kind of, you know, one of the things I teach, obviously, is public policy and emergency management. You know, um, how do you see like free water fitting into the disaster? Because I mean, like you're you're in Texas. You know, every year there's going to be a hurricane uh, that comes through. Um, you know, that does I shouldn't say every year, but the potential um, that does significant damage. Tornadoes in the area as well. You know, can free water help with disaster uh, preparedness and disaster response? Yeah, 100%. So the greatest advantage to our platform is typically brands use their real estate to brand themselves. Um, and that's very limiting. We use our real estate to brand others. And so we've got two use cases. We've got marketing and then we've got communication and uh, humanitarian disaster relief, uh, government workings, that all falls into the communication umbrella. And so in the future, when there's some sort of, you know, tornado or hurricane or, you know, whatever, you're not going to hand them a bottle of Dasani or Evian or Aquafina. You're going to print the life-saving information on the box or on the bottle. It's going to say, hey, uh, this is where the hospital is. These are the times. This is where food drops are. This is how you apply a tourniquet. This is how you purify water. Scan these QR codes to get the latest info from the government scan those QR codes to give the government the info they don't know. And so typically in, in disaster relief, the first thing you hand them anyways is, is something to drink. Right. And so you couple that with the life-saving information right in front of them. And then they have that, they could take it with them. Usually comms go down too. Like there's no, there's no communication at the beginning of a disaster. That's one of the first things they prop up. But by giving them the physical literature in their hand, you could get it into everyone's hands because everyone drinks water later on when the comms get back up, then you could add that communication back and forth. Hey, scan this QR code to get all of your updates. It could say, you know, scan it at 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., 8 a.m., whatever. So you know when you get that live broadcast, but then anytime scan this over here and give us the, the information we don't know. Hey, I'm I'm lost and I'm over here or, Hey, uh, you guys don't understand. There's a fire that broke out over here. No one's putting it out. And so it's just, it's communication in a different form. So water being one of the critical life things that we need, right. You know, that's the, the part of the threes. You can, 
live, you know, three days and, you know, and without water and then you're going to die. <laughs> right. So obviously getting into that into the hands of the people that need it, but then having the extra information on there, that is a, that is a critical step. That is an amazing idea. Um, who are, who have you worked with uh, to, to do this, you know, or, or are you still kind of looking for partners? So on the emergency uh, setting, we have not uh, done it yet. We've talked to the Texas national guard, I've also, uh, we've got a lot of uh, DOD use cases too. So we've, we've mentioned these things to the DOD as well. But in the best of ways, uh, the 14 people in our startup, we are overwhelmed with the traffic we're getting from our website. Like last month, last 30 days, we had 190 plus thousand people visit our website. And a lot of those people are messaging and emailing us. So we do our best to get back to everybody. Um, we've got a kind of double, triple, quadruple our team right now. And one of those or two of those members would then focus simply on the disaster relief, humanitarian aid and DOD use cases. Um, same thing, same thing in the pandemic. If we were in business, when the pandemic started, we would have sold billions to the CDC. They would have said social distance, wash your hands, uh, scan this. If you get sick, track the virus in your neighborhood. It's there, there, there's an infinite number of use cases um, when, when you need them. So I, I have to ask the question, the, the elephant in the room and, and, you know, there's, there's big companies out there that produce water, right? You know, they, they ship it to people's homes all day long and they're making, you know, we talked about it earlier. I paid $5 for a bottle of water at a sporting event. You know, um, how, how is that? I mean, like, have they reached out to you? Or are they, are they looking at you or, or do you feel, do they feel that you're a threat to their business model? Um, People ask this all the time and people always tell us, you better watch out. Nestle's going to get you. Like I hear that every day on social media. Um, here's the thing. I, I created this company to have a different out outcome. In the past, all I cared about was making money. You launch a company, the only measurement of success was making money. Right. With this, it's different. So I gave myself numerous ways to win. And when I created this, I was like, you know, what? the worst case scenario, we're going to make such a compelling case that the world's biggest companies squash us like a bug and they open a better free supermarket that donates more money to charity than us. If that happens, we save 50 million lives a year in the environment. And so that's not a bad worst case scenario, but we will be the next Google simply because they can't compete with us. Um, their greatest advantages are their biggest disadvantages. And so they definitely know who we are. Uh, Everything we do is open source. So I always tell everyone, hey, if you work at Coke, you work at Pepsi, you work at Amazon, call us. We could help you 100x your money and, and you'll be the good guy. And, and we're going to help you. There's no secrets here. We're, we're ending global famine. So what? there's no competition in that. So I, I don't look at them as competition. I look at them as future partners and advertisers and allies and, and, and helping to save lives. Maybe they look at us as, holy crap, they're they're disrupting our model. What are we going to do? But what can you do about that? You know, and I, and I think disruption is great. What's needed because that creates innovation, you know, and I think today when we take a look at, you know, some of the disruptors um, that are now you know, like the Amazon, they're, they're a huge disruptor. You know, you have uh, Elon Musk, you know, with, with SpaceX who just really reinvigorated, um, you know, space travel and, and things like that. So it's, it's a great position to be in, to be able to, to be able to push those buttons and to be that disruptor. Um, what's the future of free water? What do you, where do you see like in 10 years from now? So we're already, 
We have plans to launch free beer next year, just in the state of Texas at a limited capacity, closed events and bars and so on and so forth. Uh, for South by Southwest, which is in March, it's one of the biggest tech expos in the States. We're unveiling our first free vending machine prototype. And um, free vending machines are going to change the way the world works. Um, and there's a lot of tech that goes into that. And uh, eventually we'll get into manufacturing and so on and so forth. And so you'll ultimately get free products from us three ways in no particular order from a free vending machine from your local supermarket. And the reason why uh, Ralph's or Whole Foods or whatever, wherever you shop in California will, will carry our free products is the right locations will earn more money distributing our free products than they can selling other groceries. And then finally, the final frontier is direct to your doorstep. Mm-hmm. And when you open those free 24 packs in the future that were delivered to your home for free, you're going to open it and every single box or bottle is going to be uniquely designed just for your household. And then once we've got the free water going to your doorstep, we add the free beer, the free soda, the free clothing, the free computers. Um, we've got a process that makes every product that Amazon sends to your house will be available for free in the future. And so it'll be just one product at a time. And, you know, 20 years later, bam, we're that free Amazon. That's that is an amazing goal, and you know I can see just how you can really make a difference in in, in the world by doing that, and, and also, uh, you know, especially people that are in need. You know, I, I mean, there's there's those of us that you know that have great jobs and whatnot, but there's you know then we have the other half of the nation that's uh, you know struggling every day just to put food on their table, and uh, and I think that's I don't know about half, but you know we have the good percentage of people that are struggling to put food on the table, and uh, and and that. Um, you know, I want to kind of go back into under the professional side of the thing, right? What you're doing, how are you developing the people that are working for you? Like, like who, who comes to work, who would want to work for you? In any early stage startup, you tend to have an equity component. And so everyone involved in the company now is working for equity. That's not for everybody. And so you have to be in a life situation where you're financially stable and willing to do that. Um, Half of our team and half of our investors came from TikTok. And so people saw what we were doing and they moved from other states and and joined the company. And so everybody involved believes that water, food and medicine should be free, eco-friendly, available to everyone. And, And hey, it doesn't hurt that this is extremely lucrative in the future too. And so um, but it's it's people who care. It's people who are unsatisfied with the way things are working today. Which goes back to my original idea of this conversation. It's it's not just about you know what your uh, you know what your what your profession can do for you. It's what can you do for the profession and really looking and seeking ways to make a difference. Because I I I, I would say talking and talking to my students, generational speaking. You know, I come from Gen X, right? And we have one idea of what things are supposed to be, what we're brought up. But as a as a guy who's involved with youth, youth sounds like they're youth with young professionals. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I see where where what's driving today's young professionals. And I have uh, one of my my mentees, I guess, if you will. Uh, she went and with a couple other people created an organization um, specifically to get. Uh, new people that are coming to the profession kind of hooked up with each other 
um, mentoring, you know, coaching, doing that, getting them into, into different positions. And I, I really see somebody who's in the field of emergency management, uh, community planning, disaster response in that area, really working hand in hand uh, with free water. Because I think the missions are, are very parallel to being able to bring supplies to those that are in need. Do you see it as that way as well? 100%. Um, and, and yeah, like you call it the great resignation or whatever's going on. A lot of people, regardless of their age, um, don't want to work for the evil empire anymore. And they want, I mean, listen, what, what does everyone ideally want? People want meaning and they want to make a living. They And they, you know, a lot of people who work at Facebook or a lot of these tech companies, they they got all the perks, the, the basketball courts and the gyms and the saunas at work. But those those perks are to mask that, hey, you might not be doing something that's so positive for the world. And so a lot of people have been reaching out and they're extremely excited about what we're doing. And in general, we just see people that want more out of their life. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, and those perks come with 16, 18 hour days, too, you know, um, and expected to be on call when the phone rings to to come into work. So. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, I kind of want to talk about perks. I think it's funny. This just popped in my head that um, when the shutdown and the lockdown went down or whatever term you want to use when people could not go to work, um, the people that were working for Facebook um, were like, hey, I, I, I don't have food at my house because <laughs> they were so used to being at Facebook and and getting food um and and a couple of them were like uh, i'm not really sure how to get you know how to get how to get food and i and i read that article and i think it was in wall street journal or it was in forbes or something like that and it kind of made me laugh a little bit because they're so used to having that provided for them um that they weren't sure what what to do and I, and i think that's the other side of it too is something with an organization like what you're doing can teach people how to really shop again and and to to buy food properly and to, I mean, uh, you know, to eat healthy again. And uh, that's one of my goals in life. As, as you can tell, I'm a little bit on the rotund side of life. You know, I'm an old dude, put, put it many miles on. And, uh, uh, but eating healthy is one of my, my wife's goals for me, for sure. <laughs> you know, she's on top of me on it. Um, but, you know, I think we forgot how to do all that kind of stuff. And having those type of things on that bottle to put through, pull through people through, I think is an interesting idea. I mean, it, it, you could print anything. So it, there's an infinite number of ways you could decorate the packaging. And that's 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 what's important. And on, on the topic of food, a lot of people can only afford junk food. They can only afford the, the dollar menu at a Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. And, and so giving people access to higher quality foods that are organic and healthy is is the future right it's not just the future for people being healthy it's the future for lowering the costs that the government's paying when when people get sick and if you're just eating uh, you know whoppers or big macs you will eventually get sick and and that's just the the truth that um we're we don't want to be the 99 cent store of free stuff even though i love the 99 cent store we're we're gonna we're the whole foods of free um, or negatively priced, because the most unique thing about our products is, as far as we know, we're the world's first negatively priced goods that are profitable because it's free. 
it donates to charity. So, and we still make money. So today it's 110% off. And that discount's only going to go more negative as we, as we grow. And so we, we technically pay you to drink free water. And in the near future, if you do believe in self-driving cars, if you do believe in artificial intelligence, automation, most of us are going to be out of the job, and including my wife, who's a software engineer. And is the U.S. government going to give us a universal basic income in the future? I would say probably not. And right. so free supermarkets, free groceries, free computers, free everything, thats it's going to become more and more important as time goes on. So, but, and, and, and just to kind of clarify this, because uh, it's kind of popped up my head, it, it's not necessarily the, the items aren't free to, the, to, to produce, but they're being supplanted, not by the government, they're being, so they're the, the costs are being augmented by the advertisers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's not communism. There's still, there's still money changing hands here. It's just, instead of the money coming from the consumer, it comes from the advertisers, um, it could be the government if it was, you know, a government use of the products, obviously. But um, there's an interesting phenomenon. The cost of manufacturing goods is only going down. And the cost of advertising is only going up. And we live in a world where everybody happens to have a, a, a phone in their pocket with more computing power than when we originally put people on the moon. And And so it's just that interesting time in history where it works. But... You know, in the 90s, we had free newspapers, we had free magazines, uh, you had the missing people on the milk cartons for 70 years. And so this could have happened on many products 50, 60, 70 years ago. It, it's just counterintuitive, but it's the same business model that made um, the porn industry free, YouTube free, Google free, Facebook free, TikTok free, video games like Fortnite are free. And, and it's just the same thing just in the physical world. Right. No, absolutely. And, and it does make 100%, you know, and we're used to it, right? I mean, when I say used to it, there are things that um, I think that if we would uh, start charging for them, it would shock the conscious, right? Like if, if somebody came over to you and said, hey, we're going to charge you, uh, uh, I don't know, $30 a year, you know, to, to be on Facebook, you'd, you'd, people would, what? I'm not going to pay to be on Facebook. Right. You know, but uh, they're okay having you know the free ad or the ads come through on their on their Facebook feed, uh, which really, realistically, as you're right, is is kind of targeted towards the the user through the algorithm and and whatnot. And um, so I, I think that people do have that concept. It's just moving it from the digital world to the physical world um, is something that's new and exciting. Uh, and and I really do. Um, you know, wish that you guys were going to be super successful. And that being said, how can people find you, Josh? Um, you could add me on LinkedIn. My name's Josh Clifford. So you could follow our journey on social media on YouTube, uh, TikTok, Instagram. It's free water or go to our website at freewater.io. Absolutely. And uh, Josh, thank you so much for spending time with me this morning. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it. And um, you know what? I think that uh, I'm going to reach out to you. We'll work together and, and uh, let's get uh, free water uh, to come to one of the next uh, conferences that we have for emergency management. And uh, we'll, we'll have you guys uh, highlighted there. Oh, we would love to. That'd be amazing. All right, Josh. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Hey, everybody. Thank you for spending time with me this morning. Um, I think having an idea of how to make a difference in your profession like Josh has done um, is critical. You know, when we take a look at 
what do we do for a living? Uh, I think it's important. I also want to thank our sponsors today, DLAN for Buffalo Computer Graphics. Uh, thank you so much for, for all the support that you show for the show, for, for what we do, and also for Disaster Tech, for all of your needs right there for helping people really plan for and respond to disasters. Thank you for both of you guys for responding. And until next time, everyone, I hope you guys have a wonderful, safe day. And as always, stay safe. And especially for after this show, stay hydrated. <laughs>